Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. A good evening, Gary. Hanging in sit studio with John, with Les Kaiser and Jonathan Green. Yeah. Jonathan Green, he, he was on his way. I'm he heard the music playing and he ran out. And he he was here 30 seconds ago. There you go. Uh, yeah, we are excited. We got a great show tonight. We're talking there. There's Jonathan Green. He's now in studio. Uh, we got a great show, guys. We've got the Formula One United States Grand Prix coming to our little town in two weeks. Woo-hoo. And we could not be more excited. Yeah. And we're going to talk a lot about Formula oh. One. Talk a lot. Show me the money. Austin, <laughs> Texas, baby. It'll be here. And uh, we, we're going to talk all about what's going to happen here in Austin. And hey. we also have a great guest tonight. And we're going to be telling you all what to plan on. Come here. Starting this week, we're starting to do things that lead up to that. That's right. We get do, you, do you think so. everybody at the Formula One will kind of play play along with Austin and, and dress up? In, in Halloween garb. Hey, they, they did, did once that. before. Yeah, this is not the first time we've That's been right. on a, Hall- a Halloween weekend, but I don't know. I'm, I haven't done a Halloween dress up in a long time, but uh, we have a great guest tonight live in about 15 minutes or so. We have yes. a badass yeah. coming on the show. If you think Lewis Hamilton's had a good season, how about this? <laughs> Six wins, 14 podiums out of 15 races. Wow. That is our current F4 champion who will be delighting and entertaining you at the Circuit of the Americas in just two weeks, Josh Carr. Yes, from the F4 from, U.S. From Dallas, Texas. From Dallas. Uh, wait a well, minute. Well, sort of. He kind of yeah. sounds on different, though. He, he's good enough to be from Texas. <laughs> That's well, a high bar. He said bar something for... about Australia, but I, I don't know. I think uh, he's putting it on, like me. Hey, well, hey, we'll give him. He just won the championship. He's now an honorary Texas. He is an honorary we Texas. We can do that. <laughs> we'll, well, allow that. Will Buxton got uh, an honorary Austin. What did he get? I don't know. Texas oh, yeah. is like a whole other country. <laughs> exactly. Speed City's a whole other state It has of mind. been a whole other country. It has been. said. <laughs> when you say Will Buxton in Texas, I always remember in 2012 when he first came to town. <laughs> the little boy that asked. With, <laughs> with those boots. With those boots. And it was oh, all man. not quite right. It wasn't quite that, was it? It wasn't quite Texan, but... He subsequently got it right. It was right John Travolta, and... Texan. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> That's the about best right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. We, y'all know we love Will Buxton. Of course. But the, <laughs> the funniest one I heard was when somebody zoomed in on him and he was up on the big screen wearing his new books that he bought from you, Ryan. The jeans that apparently he bought at some other point in his life. <laughs> Skinny and, jeans. And Yeah. And gingham plaid shirt. And apparently one of the boy, little boys in the audience said, Look, Daddy Woody. <laughs> oh, and we're not talking about the bomb and it cheers. <laughs> that is funny. That I, was the most funny thing. Sorry, Will. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was that's I could see that. Hey, was that the year of the costume? It no, oh, it, it worked. But that was too early. That was too. We were still in mid-November back then. That's true. Man, I'm going to buy a spacesuit because I'm going to NASA next week with oh, uh, Toro right. Rosso. Yeah. 
That's yeah. going to be fun. Who are you taking up there? Well, we're taking the drivers, the Toro Russell drivers, some of the engineers. Uh, we're, take, we're taking Will Buxton, funnily enough. Is he, and Will's going to be there yeah, too. Will's okay. going, uh, and Jason Swales, uh, as you know. And we're also CNN. I have a Formula One show. They're coming down as well. So um, really excited. Um, really excited both for Formula One uh, and for, um, for NASA because uh, exciting things going on at NASA. We've got women out doing spacewalks. It's it's a good time to be into space. Baby. Sandra Bullock was so good with that. Yes, she was good. <laughs> yes, that was. wasn't actually her. <laughs> oh no! I thought her name was listed. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Okay. Uh, but she's good. Uh, hey, we might have a Lamar winner on tonight as well. We are going to have a Lamar winner on. Hopefully, Price Cobb is going to join us here in a little while. Right after in costume Josh. or just <laughs> no? I'm no, excited no. for this year's That's Halloween. Halloween. That's a real mustache. It is. I don't think I've worn a Halloween costumes since he's I was a real in Texan. elementary school or something. I don't know. I'm not a big into that. Anyway. He doesn't wear skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Price Cobb's going to join us here in a little bit, too. We're going uh, to have his take I have to say, I am giddy. And about? by the way, we're not letting Josh Carr not get away with coming to our eSports thing either. Yeah, that's right. So you're uh, NASA yeah. on Tuesday, but on Wednesday, the 30th. We come back down to Earth. We, <laughs> yes, and... Uh, we go out onto the World Wide Web, and we're going to have an eSports event with the F4 drivers. I wonder if Josh is going to be there. We'll find out in a few minutes. Oh, he's – oh, I'm – he – yeah, we're going to talk him into he's it. He's in. Okay, so we're going to have F4 drivers, and the event is basically come out and race the next generation of Formula One drivers, race against them on the uh, – on racing games at the – it's called the Valhalla eSports Lounge in downtown Austin on West 6th Street. And yeah, it'll uh, be a fun way to kick off the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Come on down and hang out with those boys, hang out with us and lots of other Formula One fans. Who knows who's going to be there? We'll try to get some special guests. You never know. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're not downtown, come see me. Where are you? Where are you? Instead of Wahala, I am going to be at Winding Road Racing. Ah, that's Helping right. with the Will Buxton book signing on that same Wednesday night. So take your pick. You want to talk history? So did, Will Buxton. I, I don't remember Talking getting about a the permission. Did you sign a permission slip? I, I don't <laughs> remember. You. I, I gave up a long time ago. <laughs> there you go. I gave up a long time ago on, on trying to keep Les in the studio or okay. wherever I want him. He is fair enough. He's he an is, independent man. He is a freelancer. <laughs> hey. He's a free spirit. He's the mayor. So yeah, uh, gotta that, be places. And obviously, that's the tip of the iceberg of what goes on here in Austin during and then that weekend. But Thursday, we will be well, basically from Thursday night onwards, we will be head down and getting ready to go into the booth, our little box, our little box for yep. the insane men. Yes, I love that uh, our box over the years has moved closer and closer to the front, and we're <laughs> we're right in it. We have a great box now. In, uh, Are you kidding? We got a double wide. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do have a double wide we box. We got a double wide box. <laughs> hey, we should have some nice photos in it to, this time, too. We, we've ordered That's right. Photos. That's so right. We'll, so we'll have a camera. You can laugh at us. Just so you know, you can hear the uh, you can hear a pre-race show and the play-by-play. -play. We're doing play-by-play, -play, as we've always done, of uh, the race right here on Talk 1370. And we're also going to have our pre-race show will be simulcast on national radio. And you can go to our website to find out where that is. You can hear it in your... Uh, on different types of radios, you can check devices, out Speed City, all the above, SpeedCityBroadcast.com, and, uh, and devices. <laughs> yeah, and uh, check that out. So we'll have uh, full Sit coverage. Sit by your gramophone. <laughs> your gramophone. Full coverage that weekend out at Coda. So we'll be out there all weekend long, and we'll have lots of interviews. And speaking of interviews, we've got a couple of interviews we're doing this week with the Haas driver. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, that is good because we really haven't had a lot of chance to talk to them. Um, they've had a pretty torrid time. 
Um, yep, I think year. I think we're going to focus on the future because there's no point in and and, yeah. and and pouring over what's what's gone wrong. Um, we want to know what's going to be right. We want them to see them. I want them to, to be back up there fighting with McLaren as they were a couple of years ago. Um, and Renault, yeah, and Renault, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, th- for whatever reason, the design of this car just didn't help them. Um, but. Uh, they kept the consistency. They're going Roman and uh, Magnussen again. So happy about that. But yeah, yeah we'll talk to them. Um, yeah, so we'll have those interviews. Uh, we'll have them out on next week's show. And uh, we'll have, they'll be able to, we're going to put those out early morning next, or not early, actually, it's Mexico next weekend. Yeah, Mexico next weekend. So, yeah, on our pre race show. And we'll have those out on yeah. uh, and if iTunes. You're, and if stuff you're tuning too. in now, get people excited. Uh, let's get talking about both Mexico and USA back to back, 512 643 5483. And let's just explain. Um, the yeah, guest, give us a call. Well, the guest we've got on tonight is going to be racing. Uh, he's the F4 right. champion. And of course, just to explain the calendar, uh, we've got F1, obviously. We've got F4, which is the American Junior Series, uh, and we've also got the Historics. Um, yeah, the Historics. Yeah. I always love the Historics. Oh, it's great. They, just, yeah. they do a good job. The stories. Here's what's so cool about the Historics. Bud coming? Uh, Bud I think Moeller. Bud will be here. Bud Moeller will uh, bring his ensign, I believe, this year. Okay. And so uh, here's what's great about this. If you have tickets to get into Formula One, you have access to the secondary paddock. Back there behind the stadium section near the end of the bridge, that area. Go back there. You get to explore into those areas, see some of these pits, see some of these historic Formula One cars, meet the uh, USF three and four guys, drivers that are going to be here as well. Only F4 this time. F4s. There you go. And you can meet Cool in the gang. Ah, that's right. That was announced. (laughs) I knew that was coming, but that was made official this week. Cool in the gang on what, Sunday night? Yeah. Because you got Imagine Dragons Friday night. I'll dress up for that. Dress up as that? Yeah, maybe. You could dress up as cool in the gang. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably throw our legal disclaimer out. Yeah. Please disregard the dancing by Jonathan Green. Uh, but hey, going back to that Masters, this is the Masters Endurance Legends. Yeah. So we've had different Masters at Coda for different events. Which is why we need Price Cobb. I know. We're going to get Price Cobb on here in he about 20 minutes He is a Master Endurance so. yeah. man. Yes, he is. So yeah, I wanna, I'm really excited about that one too. So that's a, it is a full weekend as usual at Coda. And we're going to be right smack dab in the middle of it and bringing it all to you people on uh, radio and social media. Fantastic. Hey, Les, uh, we got to go to break. But before we do, we have a new sponsor. You mentioned that you're going to be at an event. Uh, But new sponsor. That's right. Winding Road Racing is uh, a big player in racing around the United States. You'll find some retail locations. Newest one, Road Atlanta location. Ah, Go in there. You'll find a great selection as well as right here in Austin, which is their primary retail location. Go in there for everything you need as a driver, whether you're amateur or semi-pro, or even for your equipment, for your automobile, your your racing car. Everything from the equipment, the fire systems, your suits, helmets. Come in, get professionally fitted. You want that stuff fitting correctly. You want it all set up correctly in your car. In fact, it makes a huge difference. Roll cages, they're very big in the spec MX-5 series. If you're in that series, you've got all the answers in that one place. Be sure and visit them right here in North Austin, 2500 McHale Court. They're always open. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, Josh Carr is going to join us. You listen to Speed City live from Austin, back after these messages.
When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Jenny Gow from BBC F1. You are listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. You didn't mention those other two smaller bands. I did, but you were talking. Oh, was he? It was, it was me, Mrs. Pink <laughs> and Imagine Dragons. They were listening to you. Yeah, they'll be on. I think it's just Pink. Yeah, well, yeah. So our headliners are Josh Carr, Pink, Cool and the Gang, and Imagine Dragons. I've, in that order. I am looking forward I, to Josh Carr singing. <laughs> there he's got he's got some fancy moves. foot moves yeah all right we want to welcome our guests to the show <laughs> we, we have we have a, a fantastic race car driver coming on the show right now and he is the 2019 usf4 champion josh Carr. he's josh, from texas welcome to the show buddy hello boys it's great to be back on the show he Thank does you. sound like he's from texas yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you're from texas right Oh, yeah, I guess it's uh, starting to wear off on me. Actually, that's the first question. How long now have you been in Dallas, Texas? Uh, on and off for the last two years. So, yeah, it's pretty much. Right. Hey, and you are the current F4 champion, right? Yeah, yeah. I wrapped up the championship uh, with a round of spare. Mate, you're, you're a Texan. No, you are no, now. No, look, I tested Jack Miller okay. you know, when he was on podium for MotoGP here. <laughs> yeah. He was wearing the black Stetson, which which you do. we got to get Josh one. Oh, the test was beautiful. to say, uh, howdy, y'all. Come on, Josh, let's hear it. Howdy, y'all. Oh, that's pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. That, that'll get him on the podium there. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> now, listen, in all seriousness, Josh is, I think, 19 still? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, from Sydney, Australia. He's been in, in Dallas. Uh, he's based up in Dallas with the Crosslink Kiwi Motorsport team. He's got some d- good backing from uh, Wright Company. Well, how do I say the whole Wright, uh, your sponsor's uh, name? Wright Drilling and Exploration Oil and Gas Partnership. He yeah, is a Texan. Perfect. Yeah, you're going to say, man, that's as good as that's <laughs> Doesn't as good get as more gold. real than that. Heck, you could be on JR's show in that one. Anyway, <laughs> but tell us about your season. I mean, 14 podiums out of 15 races. That is just wow. insane. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, a cracking year, mate. Uh, what can I say? Everything just went really well. We had great speed at every track, and, you know, the car ran flawlessly thanks to the team. Uh, and, you know, it, it made me able to really show my skill and 
I think it was really good uh, season to showcase who I am as a driver. And I think, you know, this year will definitely start to get my career heading in the right direction. You know, we talked to Mark Webber when he was in Formula One about that transition, about making that, you know, jump out of Australia where single-seaters has never, to be honest, been that strong. It's getting more so now that nowadays. Um, but, you know, in that respect, what? why did you choose to leave Australia at such a young age? I think my whole career was heading towards the U.S., you know, like in karting, I raced for a team that made go-karts in the U.S., so when I came in, started becoming a factory driver for them. I was doing quite a lot of races in the U.S. And that just got me into links with four more four teams over here. And, you know, the opportunity just came up. I think there's also just a lot more potential sponsorship in the U.S., a lot more money around, the economy's bigger. And I think it just, you know, helps you grow uh, your own brand as a driver. And have you enjoyed, I mean, I've been with you a lot of it, but have you enjoyed this season particularly? I mean, obviously, yeah, it's, it's great winning, but what's the car like? What's it like to be racing in the States? I think this season was really close. You know, there were so many drivers, five, six, seven drivers that were always quick enough at each track to win. So, you know, a spec series, everyone was super close. Uh, we had drivers from all around the world. Uh, nobody knew each other, so everyone felt they were the best. So it was lots of aggression, which was, <laughs> really cool. And you learnt so much about racecraft uh, with all different types of drivers, which was which was mega for me. Uh, also, was able to pick up a lot from my teammates because they are always quick. My teammates, Arthur Least and Jose Blanco, especially, every round were pushing each other. So, you know, I think we got pole position at all of the races except for one, I think. Uh, our team was always at the top. You know, we were always super fast. So I think amazing. You know, having good drivers in the team really, really pushed all of us together. And in case you were wondering, you mentioned Arthur Least. Yes, he is the brother of Mateus Least, who, of course, is a current IndyCar driver with uh, another Texas connection, AJ Foyt. Yeah. Yeah. They are, that's a great team. Hopefully uh, we can get linked up with some IndyCar teams in the future. That'd be nice. <laughs> well, hey, Josh, I got to ask you about coming to our little town of Austin, Texas and racing on the little uh, piece of asphalt we got out there, Circuit of the Americas. I know you've raced on that before, but, I mean, coming to do, uh, be a part of the Formula One weekend, that's just got to be amazing for you. You know, it is such an awesome opportunity for me. I just love racing in front of a big crowd. The whole atmosphere is really intense. Uh, you know, you have all the Formula One teams there watching over you, so you really want to try and impress and perform at your best. So everyone takes the weekend super seriously uh, and is tries to be as professional as they can. And, you know, racing in front of a crowd just adds that extra bit of theatre that you don't often get in uh, other races. So I think it's absolutely awesome. You get to experience, you know, a piece of what you do at the top of the sport. Uh, so, yeah, I really thrive for that moment. Have you got uh, Gene Haas and Gunther Steiner's images in your mind so when you're wandering <laughs> through the paddock... Yeah, you don't want to get those mixed up. You can go wander up and... <laughs> <laughs> Josh, they're making fun of me. Uh, Wander so up you know. and, and introduce yourself to those no, gentlemen. I'm I'm <laughs> no, that, that would obviously be good. Huh? Hopefully, to see some of those guys, obviously, wouldn't want to get on their bad side straight away. No, that would not be good. But they'll be watching, won't they? I mean, that, like you oh, yeah, said, that is a real showcase. For yeah, you. I think the Formula Four as well, because I think we have 40 cars entered for this race, so <laughs> it's going to be a huge grid. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be super entertaining for everyone. So. That is, that is out of their eyes to watch. Well, but, you've got to make us a promise. If you do get on the podium, you're going to have to come and see us because uh, we'll be in the we'll be in the booth doing the commentary on your race as well. So we we want we definitely want to talk to you when you come back down here. Ah, we've got a proposition though for you. 
mm-hmm. Wednesday night. You've got to be oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're having an event in downtown Austin. It's an esports event, and we're going to have a bunch of machines. This, this is an esports lounge, actually. So they have these really cool gaming machines all set up, everything yeah. from PCs to consoles. And we're going to have an event, and we're inviting all the F4 drivers down there and anybody else who wants to come down there. And to take you guys on. To take you guys on and meet you guys and see the next generation of uh, – uh, hopefully Formula One and other levels so of racing. So are you in, champ? Yeah, well, I will be in Austin on uh, Wednesday night, so luckily I'll, I'll try and make my way out. There you go. Fantastic. It is right there. F1 2019 will be playing. All right, second proposal. We think, because we're now putting our show on live on Facebook and YouTube and Postface and whatever those <laughs> cool things are. Facebook. We were looking, we were doing our research tonight. You've got a new clothing line coming out, and we're ready to wear it. Yeah, I guess as part of the package for winning the championship, uh, for and Jock have given us opportunity to make our own our own clothing line and merchandise. So I'm definitely excited for that to see how that comes out. And yeah, oh man, it'd be so, mega. Hey, why not, man? What are you gonna? What are you gonna? What have you got? What do you got going? Ah, some hats, some shirts. You're gonna love it. I'll have you all decked out, Jonathan. Ah, oh, dude, there I'm you ready. Go. I'll, I'll be there. You we'll, realize we'll, he's the slowest of the three, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Extra large, please. But um, at least he, he comes and sees me all the time at the track. It makes me feel loved. So. There you <laughs> go. Give him back. He does. Hey, that by well. the way, I'm currently sporting my F4 hat, which is not signed at the moment. I may add. So I, I, oh. I will need a signature. <laughs> I think you need the champ to champ to sign your hat. Yep. Well, I got a uh, Dakota to sign it. The F3 champ. So I got him to sign one. So oh, next good. time I see you, I'll hook you up. Yep. Hey, Josh. You must have so many hats now. You get four hats when you're an F4 winner. <laughs> they, they, they the Honda hat, the Ligier hat. The sort of winner's hat. I mean, Speed City hat. Well, they don't give that away at the F4, but we could we could maybe maybe <laughs> ask. Hey, Josh, I want to ask you. We you know we're joking about running into Gunther Steiner and and the Haas boys, but what is your what's your goal? What do you want to be? What do you want to be in one year, two years? What do you what's uh, you know what's the dream? Uh, obviously, I want to try and become a professional racing driver, and you know at the moment, I'm just striving to work my way up the ladder. Uh, Next year, we're hopefully going to be running in Formula 3, which will be a great great category to be in, and, and obviously you want to try and win that. And then from there, we're going to be trying to go into LMP sport cars, trying to get you know up the ladder in that and see if we can work our way into you know maybe World Endurance Championships or nice. Le Mans, you know? That's interesting. Not not choosing either F1 or Indy as a, as a potential route. So in other words, you, you've already kind of... Put your, you know, I, I mean, you've got the realistic uh, idea, which is it costs so much money to go either way, F1 or Indy. Uh, but there is definitely a, like you say, a professional driver's job in sports cars. Yeah, I think, uh, as you see, like Brandon Hartley, it's, n- it's nothing's ever put foot in uh, concrete. You know, he went from yeah. World Endurance Championship to Formula One. I think, uh, you know, the route I'm taking, Formula Four, Formula Three, it's with Ligier and On Road, and they seem to work towards uh, LMP cars and sports cars. So, you know, we'll give that a try, see if we can push that. Uh, if not, you never know what happens along the way. Uh, you know, just try and have great success and hopefully it'll be rewarded with something. Well, while we've got you, Mexico, USA coming up. I know you watch it closely. Uh, I know you're also a kart aficionado because you've been winning That's and training yeah. young kart drivers. Uh, I've been hearing from the Crosslink team. So what do you make of Formula One this year? What uh, What's your take? I thought it's been a great season, to be honest. Uh, it keeps changing. You know, we had a run at the start where Mercedes was dominating and then Red Bull had a few really good rounds. 
uh, you know, in the middle there at Hungary and Hockenheim Ring. Uh, and obviously Ferrari have made a really good package lately and they seem to be able to get pole every single race, which is, you know, pretty amazing to beat the stadium, but they keep not being able to execute it in the race. But I think it's been mega, especially in the middle of the season. There were some really good races there with strategy. Even in the last race, you had drivers doing two stops or one stop, and it just added really good amounts of entertainment. So I think it's been a good season, much better than seasons in the past. Uh, but, you know, obviously F1 can always use improving, but, you know, I just love F1. It is. I just love the engineering and the, the absolute pinnacle that they're chasing. Nicely summed up because yeah, yeah. I think that is that's why we love it. That's why everybody I think loves that sport in particular. But yeah, it's been a great season. It's been one of the best in a long time. I think. Yeah, it has. Really. Yeah. I mean, we had that. What's crazy is the lull that we had in the middle of the season. How I mean, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, Formula One is miserable." And it, for about two or three races there in the middle of the season, it got worse and worse. And then ever yeah. since then, it's just been fantastic. An incredible season since then. Yeah, I think they got real bad at like the French Grand Prix when, yep. you know, there was only like a one-stop race and everyone spread out and was conserving and there was no action, you know, and everyone was saying, oh, how boring Formula 1 is, I have to change everything. And then straight away, we go to Austria and Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc are battling for the last three laps for the lead. Mm. The whole race was full of action. And then, you know, all the races after that for quite a while were, were mega. I was glued to the TV on the edge of my seat the whole race. And, you know, I really watched the races because, you know, that's all I do is watch motorsport. <laughs> that's what I love, but you know, yeah. uh, I thought that there's been a we've been lucky with a few really good races, which has you know I felt brought Formula One back up into the spotlight again. Hey Josh, I got a question for you. So that we've seen all kinds of opinions about what needs to change in Formula One to promote uh, the excitement, the strategy. Mm-hmm. We're not taking Bernie's idea of water cannons, but uh, <laughs> Josh, if you were sitting in the seat being asked. Uh, what to change? What would you tell Case Sherry, Case uh, Chase, Chase Carey, on yeah. that? What would you suggest? You know, I think it's difficult. Uh, I think, to be honest, like from the outside, they're always good uh, races when there's two stops or three stops because people have to pit and everyone's on different strategies. So you see a lot of overtaking and people are undercutting and overcutting. Uh, so for me, I would try and make everyone use all the three different compounds in a race, it would force them to stop twice. Yeah, I like and, that. And you'd have people start like starting on medium tires or people starting on hard tires, people starting on soft tires. So everyone will be at different pace at different parts of the race. And it'll just be entertaining to see, you know, people running real long, people running short, but, you know, forcing people to do two stops will make them be drastically different on when they pit. Everyone sort of pits around the same times if they're doing one stop now or if they're going long, they'll pit, you know two-thirds into the race to try and be fast at the end. But it's quite predictable when it's one stop. But if it's two stops or plus, you know, you never really know what's going to happen. Yeah, true. Hey, listen, what we were mentioning, our live Facebook is showing uh, video now of you uh, in the number nine uh, and all the F4 cars going out uh, at Road Atlanta. Um, Tell us a little bit about the cars so people who are coming to the F1 have never seen uh, F4 before. Uh, It's all Honda engines. Just explain what the setup is. Yeah, so we have a two-liter Honda engine out of a Honda Civic Type R. It is a naturally aspirated, though, no turbocharger. It produces like 160 horsepower. Every uh, car in the class is completely the same, you know, completely stock car. We have, you know, four hand-cooked tires. We have uh, wings on the front and rear, not much downforce. Uh, but, yeah, it's just basically a very uh, simple 
Formula car, six gears on the paddles, a few buttons on the steering wheel for some fun. But yeah, not not, <laughs> not too high speed, but really close racing, a lot of slipstreaming, and you know, low power, but you know, all about momentum. And you'll see everyone racing close for the whole race. Yeah, the cars look good though. Yeah, like they, they do. They look. They you know, they try to style them obviously aerodynamics, but the they look like little, little F1 mini, cars. mini F1 cars. Yeah. And by the way, you're looking at some pictures now of, of Josh winning in Road Atlanta, but if you really want to see what that performance was all about, you, there's a there's a YouTube video, uh, and I think I think you overtook 19 cars, something ridiculous That's like it? that. Yeah, I had a, a few big races at Road Atlanta. I kept, uh, you know, not having good luck in the races, couldn't pass, uh, post a fast lap time, so I had to start at the back. And then in that last race, I think I started eighth, and Within four laps, I was in the lead. Uh, I just went absolutely crazy and was <laughs> throwing down the inside, doing everything to quickly get to the lead because, you know, I was just super hungry to try and get a win to start the season, get the momentum rolling. That's so cool to yeah. see that you enjoy that much as well. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely my life. I, I give it everything. Well, one thing you mentioned a while ago, one of my favorite things about F4 at Coda is there's like 40 cars, you said? Yeah, that's all, cool. I mean, when the start comes, it's like you can't believe how many cars are on that front straight at well, the same time. Well, they could be time. about six or seven wide with the, with it, the Yeah, that's, at Coda, it works. It works yeah. actually pretty well, it seems like. it. How, what's it like driving in that uh, amount of cars on the track at the same time? Well, last year, I had to start last in one of the races because I stalled on the grid and I couldn't get my engine fired up again. So I was starting last and we had a rolling start. And I remember heading up the hill to turn one, and everyone just went everywhere. And I just saw this whole circle of cars. I had no idea what everyone was doing. Like, you couldn't go left or right. Every gap was filled with something. And then this corner just gets crazily tight at the apex. Everyone slows down to, like, 10 miles an hour because there's so many cars. So you have to be looking with all your eyes everywhere. You have people coming from all directions. Um, but luckily at Toda, there's runoff areas. So on the lap one, you see everyone scampering over the, the extra track just to try and avoid any incidents because there's bound to be some. But once the race sort of gets going, it's not too bad. But I'm hoping to be, you know, in the front two rows, I won't have to have any of that drama. <laughs> yeah. In, in that, my, it might come side. to you, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what you got to be careful of, huh? Uh, well, Josh Carr, we uh, we are out of time, but we, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're really excited to see you when you get here to Austin in a couple of weeks. And hopefully you get out to our Wednesday night event and uh, and do a little racing against some of yeah. some of the and fans hey, here in Austin. Hey guys, if, if if dads are out there and you you reckon you've got a chance, and hey, why not? You not it's expensive to go and race against Josh Carr, but <laughs> you can do it for nothing and show him what you got uh, on, on on you know if you've got a little buddy who That's sits right. in his bedroom all racing, yeah, you know, doesn't matter. Come on, come down. and race the current US F4 champion. How about that? Yeah, let's do it, guys. I'm super excited for that. Hopefully I can race you for three as well. That'd be pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, you're on. You're on. <laughs> well, Josh Card, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, best of luck when you get here to Coda, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you then. All right. Thank you, guys. I'll sure. see you soon. Hey, Travel thanks again, man. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we have Lamar winner Price Cobb on the phone. We'll have a chat with him. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. 
It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company, born, bred, and brewed in Texas. You've heard it all before. Save your hard-earned money for a rainy day. But what if you had an extra $1,000 laying around to buy that irresistible infomercial product you came across at 2 a.m.? Well, I am running a little low on flex glue. It's the Big Cash Bribe on Talk 1370. I also need a shake weight, Snuggie. Don't forget some pet eggs. Listen every hour weekdays between 9 and 5 for your chance to win $1,000 with Talk 1370. This is a national contest. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hardeman, driver of number 19 WPD More Speed Porsche 991 Cup car, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Welcome back to the show. We are very excited for our next guest, and he is the uh, one and only Austinite with a, a, a Lamont trophy sitting above the, the mantle. Price cop. He's probably got a few others. He's probably got a few others. That's true. <laughs> I bet it's on his headboard. Hey, hey, Bryce, how are you? I don't think so, Les, but guys, I'm doing well. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, we're really excited to have you, Price. We just wanted to get you on and talk about the F1 season so far. Did, I, I think I saw you connect. Did you hear we had a, the F4 champion on, Josh Carr? Have you seen him race? Well, I certainly know who he is. And to put a feather in our own cap, my own, uh, the business I'm currently running, uh, we just mounted some tires for him. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about Tread Connection real fast because that's what you're doing right now. We want everybody to know that. Well, I appreciate it. You know, uh, after 50 years of motorsports, uh, we had befriended some guys out of North Carolina, used them all over the country, mounting tires when we were renting tracks. You know, out of a friendship deal, a handshake came, and we bought a franchise here in Austin. It keeps my hand into motorsports and certainly with you guys and stuff that I love and have done all my life. So so literally we are at We Come To You Tire Store as Tread Connection. Ah, yeah. Cool. I have not used you guys yet. I haven't had a need a, needed a set of tires yet. Well, the way yeah, you, but you drive just that got Cadillac that, around, you yeah, just got that V. It won't be long. Right. He, goes, right, he, right. He, he drove me to the show, and he's like, "Watch this!" <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa! Who do you think you are, Price Gold? Yeah. Put it in Turn track mode. Yeah, traction control. It's just a waste of your time and enjoy life. That's <laughs> <laughs> Price Gold is anti-traction control with his new a- tires. Amen. Business. There's a reason Amen, it's brother. Well worked. That's right, man. Price, I, this weekend I said I'm going to do a first oil change on the new v-sport and i'm going to kill the the dealer who put the uh, oil filter on last because i literally had to put my entire body weight to get the dang filter off and i mean i had to go back to the store and get one of those jaws of life big foot long pliers to rip it off i mean i basically had to 
shred the darn thing. But oh, just yeah, leave exactly. the oil out of it. Yeah, it's yeah there you go, Les. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now have you heard? I, 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 I presume you're coming down to the F1. I don't know if you are, but uh, you know they got. We're going to I'll be there. Go ahead. Well, we'll they've got the ticket. historic. Uh, they've got the historic, but it's endurance historic. So, um, something what? that might be keen. That's what I hear. Yeah. I did not hear that. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, I guess it's historic cars that have raced endurance racing, so something oh you should be well, very familiar my, with. Okay, so my understanding is that this group typically does a little bit longer sessions than you saw in some of the other series, uh, that you'll still see the historic Formula One cars yeah. that we've seen. Uh, but Moeller historically. and all those guys, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, that'll, be, that'll be a good, good set to be there. We may have to pull you in since you're a little bit older than us. Well, it'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, thanks so much. The, uh, just because <laughs> my age is the, you're all combined, I can't help it. <laughs> but beyond, beyond that, you know, the last time I was there and watched the historics, I think at least one of the days, my buddy Charlie Nierberg yeah. won the race. And Charlie and I grew up, and, and although it was his brother and I were in the same class in high school, Charlie's, it was Charlie's father that got me into racing to begin with. So we had huh. a history. Oh, that is so cool. That is so yeah. cool. So do you recall what he's driving? Well, last time he had a Williams, uh, yeah. I want to say FW06, maybe, forgive yeah. me, I'm ignorant. but wow. Yeah, with Church, the, with the Saudi, Saudi Air yeah. colors, yeah, the yeah, white correct, and green. Yeah. Correct. I remember correct. it. Yep. Nice. Hey, I, Charlie I gotta... also has when the uh, – Charlie's got a neat collection, and I'll leave that to Charlie to talk about, but last time I ran into him was here at Coda during the Ferrari Cliente days. And yeah. so Charlie bought Alonso's last Ferrari Formula One car. So wow. that's what he drives around on occasion. Meh. That's <laughs> new if you're into that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> By the way, that was one of the first cars ever here at the Circuit of the Americas. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. I'll be done. On 2012. Wow. Well, I'm on the website. It's mastershistoricracing.com. And they they said, the way it, they, they put the race here, it says, Masters Historic Formula in USA will continue to raise the profile of historic Formula cars across North American vintage events with six events, including a support race here at COTA for the F1 Grand Prix. So yeah, cars from 1966 to 1985, Masters Historic Formula 1 takes us, yeah, in an era with Cosworth, DFV Power. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, neat. So this is really... Yeah, I love all that. Yeah, that's yeah. fabulous. Hey, Bryce... They do restrict the engines to 10,000 RPMs. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Do they actually twist up any higher than that from that era? I don't know. Oh, That's no, a good no. question. <laughs> hey, Price, yeah. I got a technical question for you, so I hope you're sitting comfortably because this <laughs> I think you're the perfect person with uh, tire tread, all the rest of it. We are going to talk to the Haas drivers uh, uh, this week, uh, and we'll, right. be putting in, uh, we'll be putting our interview with Roman Grosjean and uh, Kevin Magnussen on the show. But as you know, watching Formula One, they have struggled to get mechanical grip and to get heat into those tires. Now, this is something that every racing driver comes up with uh, at some point or comes across at some point. Um, what's your take on on how to solve this problem? How do you go about changing the design of a car so that it'll work with the tires? Well, of course, as I've always said, I won with smoke and mirrors, so now you're calling <laughs> me out on the smoke and mirrors. <laughs> so, He's so, so clearly, humble, sorry. that's a very difficult question to answer. I'm no engineer. You know, I can make some guesses because I was lucky enough to do a lot of tire testing. I was around with a lot of geometry changes. You know, uh, the, the biggest one for me was when, you know, and I was just one of many, we convinced Jaguar to go from running Dunlops, uh, which were a fabulous tire, to actually running Goodyear's because at least we were eliminating the differences between, you know, like 
the Dunlops were unknown because the only team that ran them were the Jaguars. So right. I wanted to beat Nissan at the time, you know, Jeff Brabham and the guys. Hmm. The only way, in my opinion, we were ever going to do it was to eliminate the differences. So Goodyear tires, same as them. You know, X, Y, and Z, same as them. Uh, fuel injection and turbocharged maintenance or, or uh, support, same as everybody else, instead right. of something that you made yourself. But anyway, so to back up, can I make a guess? Yes. But come on, guys, for me, certainly at this stage of my life, and F1 is so far above anything I ever did, I truly have no idea. You know, I was only asking because I got to ask them that question, so I thought you could give me an insight. I bet you price. (laughs) But what about this? I mean, they're going to be – the technology is very different, but they're going to be asking the drivers feedback all throughout. Yeah, Mm. they've got sensors and all that. But so what about the process of when they make adjustments and then they send the driver out in the car? I mean, you're the, the driver being the ultimate yeah. sensor. For like, it is, yeah. So what are they, what kind of, I mean, what do you expect that process to look like, Price? Well, it's an interesting question. So for sure, I think I recall them talking about they should have listened to the drivers a little bit more. Yeah. Now, that's heartbreaking because it's not like they just joined the team, you know, mm-hmm. meeting the drivers. Right. So... So it's hard for me to understand why they wouldn't have listened to him. A, you hired him because you had to believe in him. And uh, clearly I understand that uh, Grosjean's a hell of a test, or at least his feedback is staggering. Mm. And that's that's nation, uh, you know, uh, industry-wide. So I'm, I'm at a loss. Don't get me wrong. I think the world of Haas, so it's not me trying to throw anybody under the bus here. It's me being an old guy that's a little ignorant. But at the end of the day, you know, between their words and the data – they have to be able to figure that out. And I say that yeah. tongue-in-cheek because clearly they're trying. It's not like they're not trying as yeah. hard as they can. Mm. So I truly don't know, though. So, again, back in the time when I was driving, again, back when Fred Flintstone was, you know, <laughs> a modern guy. He was a tough competitor, though, Fred, eh? Big, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, he had severe, fabulous calluses, <laughs> which became tires, you know, on the bottom of your feet over the time. So I don't know how you answer that question because I truly don't know. I, yeah. I don't understand when they can go out and qualify well yeah, uh, and then suddenly not have the ability to keep the tires hot. Now, I can tell you sort of a side note of things we used to do, like um, you're going to laugh, but in street racing when we used to do it up in uh, in Canada with some of the more famous ones, we used to race street races a lot and. When I did Formula Atlantic cars, so we would take a look, ironically, at the history of that race. So over the years, how many yellows would we have? So if the race historically, it would still applies to this day, gentlemen. You'd you'd be shocked if you went back and pick any race and look at its history. It always plays out the same. Oh, let's say knock wood, but always plays out the same. So, having said that, the last time I won Trois Rivières in Quebec. We put on the F3 suspension onto my former Atlantic car, which had a greater track change. That means the, as the tires go up and down, the mm-hmm. car gets wider or skinnier. So that's what I mean by track. And it, it forced heat into the tires because you're moving the tires across the surface of the road a lot. So every time we had a restart, my tires would heat up quicker than anybody else's, so I won the damn race. <laughs> ah, wow. Interesting. So, so, again, that's just some old fool's version of things that we used to do. How to answer your question, I have no idea. No, I know. And I, I, it was a tough question because it is. No, I mean, I mean, like you said, I mean, they've they, got, they, they they're throwing millions at it, and they haven't figured it out this season. But it's going to be a long, hard winter for them, and I hope they do get to to figure it out because, I, I, to be honest, it's it's got to be all down to the design of the car because uh, uh, they are all using the same tyres. So if right. Mercedes are ma- managing to get you know mechanical grip and, and getting heat, uh, well, uh, it, there has to be some sort of flaw in their design 
um, which is not allowing him to get the heat they well, want. Price, what do you think about the choice of Haas to stick with Grosjean and Magnussen mm. next year? Uh, again, not wanting to hurt anybody's feelings. I was a little shocked because sometimes change is a good thing, even if there's no real reason to do it. Meaning, yeah. you can look at both drivers; they're clearly talented. But, but does it make sense? I mean, I've seen it happen before when you, I've been rocked back on my heels when I've seen some certain changes made in certain teams. But again, it was just to shake up the status quo. No one thing was wrong. Mm. But sometimes the chemistry become such that it's stagnant. And I'm saying this ignorantly. I know nothing about the Haas organization other than looking in from the outside. So I was a little shocked, um, but what can I say? It was a choice they made. Well, then, okay, so let's look at it the other way. Who would you? Who could you potentially put in? Hulkenberg is the one that everybody says. He's still Mike. waiting at the bus stop. He is. <laughs> Which yeah. is weird, and it's funny. We'll probably get around to that. I, you know, if, if you look at his statistics, uh, clearly – at least statistically, not a world beater, but doggone good operator and relentless. Mm. So maybe he would have been the guy to put in there. You know, would he have been, but is he a tester? You know, I don't know enough about Oh, and about wait, a Le Mans winner too. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you know, you could look into that. I did. And, uh, but, yeah, that's all like it is. But in his case, it's probably not fair. But, but you see where I'm going with it. That, that, all, all the questions are easy for all of us to answer from the outside. Oh, yeah. But I always go, man, there's got to be a lot more considered than we do sort of flippantly, even though it's great discussion, great fodder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, can you hang on the phone with us, Price, through a break? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and uh, back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 1370. This is 
Danny Walker from American Super Camp and the Broaster Chicken Road Race Factory team, and you are listening to Speed City, so get your elbows up. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. What a cycle ride. Uh, welcome back to the show. We got the hatches batting down here with a tornado yeah, warning. Yeah, no kidding. Elbows hey, up. I, I want to go to uh, two wheels. Price Cobb, do you uh, do you own a two wheeled motorcycle device at this time? Uh, today, you know, I went from my probably the most favorite of all time motorcycles, the Ducati Multistrada. I <laughs> uh, wanted something a little more, uh, you know, fitting for an old guy. Uh, <laughs> as, as much as I love that bike, I truly believe it's the best bike I've ever owned uh, for my wife and I. Did everything well. Um, it's just that it ate the rear tire. Well, shame on me because I turned the <laughs> throttle too hard. So I need something that's a bit what, what year is that? Trash control limited by the wrist. <laughs> yeah, hang on a minute. What year is yeah. that? Oh, it was a fifteen. Uh, oh, nice. 16. Oh, it's good. That's looking. a beautiful I machine. I used to see him yeah. once in a while on it. By the yeah, way, uh, if you want to go to Ducati yourself, October thirtieth, uh, they've got an open house uh, for Day and Easy uh, for. Um, at, uh, at uh, Ducati Austin. So new head fitted down there. suit. Yeah. They've also got another bike night, November seventh. So go for that. Where are yeah. the bike nights now? They used to be. Well, this one I think is at Ducati Austin. Oh, it's at Ducati. They, okay. Well, they also okay. hold it. At They're always uh, Thursday nights. Okay. Well, that's cool. And of course, I, I lust after them. And the last time we walked into the Ducati store, we were in uh, North Carolina. My wife walked into one. The first thing she said was, I want that one. And it was another Multistrada with sort of an olive drab paint job on it. it yep. That's not what the real color is, but it's a Ducati color. I think it was actually stunning. Not that they, any of them aren't. I was going to say, But yeah. I said, really, aren't we moving away from that? Something a little more pedantic than that bike? Anyway. So what do you RC say we? She could drive her own. <laughs> well, she knows well enough that there's no question she could, but she'd rather rubberneck and enjoy scenery than worry about driving the bike. So she's go. made a choice, and I respect it. Uh, <laughs> hey, lad, the MotoGP race was today. It's a little anticlimactic right now with with yeah, Marquez Marquez. having wrapped up the championship. But Not for uh, him, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, but uh, Ducati News, uh, Dovey's 100th podium in his career. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty well, astounding. That very good, very good. Uh, I'd sure like to see what some of these guys are going to do to catch uh, – Marquez and Honda. Now, clearly, Quattroaro uh, is stunning new arrival. Yeah. Uh, not just yesterday, but you know what I mean. Mm. So I'm excited about that. You can clearly see the Honda still has the legs down on them. Uh, used to be all Ducati, now the Honda. I don't know what to tell you guys. You guys are more bike-oriented than myself, but it's my most favorite type of racing. Yeah, me too. I, we, we were sitting there watching uh, yeah. it tonight before the show, re-watching the uh, MotoGP, and I was like, ah, oh, we were saying, look at the tires, look at the lean. It's so much fun to watch. And you, we are watching. I mean, I still can't. I, I said this to you the other week, John, and I'm sure, Price, you'd agree. I mean, I thought Rossi was a phenomena, is a phenomena, and now we're seeing a guy with Rossi still racing that is becoming bigger than Rossi. Right, yeah. hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. The, you the, know, the statistics I, I on Marquez. I think it's not fair that people for, forget all that Rossi accomplished Gosh, because, yeah. and this is not to take away from Marquez. No question is he the cats, you know what, mm-hmm. but let's talk about sort of the, the eras that Rossi has spanned. Yeah. So from two stroke, you know, lightning switch bikes to modern electronically controlled bikes. Yeah, and that yeah. doesn't mean that Marquez can't ride. Don't hear me mm. let's say that, but I mean, let's talk about and in, in young people today don't have any idea what Rossi has spanned in his lifetime. Yeah, there's no question. And you talk to somebody like Wayne Rainey or, or even Kevin Schwantz here in Austin, you know, about uh, the two-stroke era and how hard those bikes were to, to ride. 
and then follow it through. I remember very clearly when Rossi uh, went, you know, started going up just like five or six years ago and had to completely change his style to be more like Marquez because he, he had to adjust to, to the modern bike. Right, right. The lean sure. angle and everything. Like, like, like Price was just saying, think about the different. It was so dramatically different. The, the two-stroke bikes mm. versus what they're riding today, and he was just as good on both. That's yeah, really that's amazing. Correct. Amazing. Hey, unless you guys forget, Freddie Spencer, oh, yeah. <laughs> 250 and 500 world champion the same year. I know. I know. That was unbelievable. And, was and, in fact, it was here that uh, – it was here in Austin that um, – uh, Mark Marquez broke uh, Freddie Spencer's record as the youngest uh, MotoGP or uh, 500cc as it was then right. Uh, right. record as the youngest guy to do it. So yeah, wow. old Freddie wow. Spencer. You know, you mentioned something about it's one of your favorite style of racing to watch. Somebody else said that, and that was Nicky Lauda. He said because you see yeah. everything going on with yeah. the machine and the rider, and uh, he made a comment that somebody's probably going to think is derogatory, but he made a comment of he goes. Formula One has become so covered up, you barely even see the helmet. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was really, uh, I was surprised to hear him verbalize that. Mm-hmm. But, Do you guys uh, remember it. Eddie Lawson? Heck oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. So, so Eddie, Eddie was big. Yeah, he was big friends of the guys at JAG. So I got to meet Eddie at, oh, three, four, five tests of ours. We'd be somewhere testing the JAG, and Eddie would show up. And so I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you we became big friends, but certainly we'd speak to each other often. And, of course, I was a gog. At, this guy was a superstar, you know. And uh, he mentioned to me that he started, He had, at the time, he'd started racing cars as well. And he would come over and sort of, you know, just lament the fact that, it, it, certainly at the time, a good rider on any bike could take the bike to the front. But a good driver in a poor car has no chance. I said, Bingo, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. That's you know, good. and yeah, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, because Eddie Lawson is, for whatever reason, his name doesn't come up in most of these conversations talking about it's champions. Weird. Four he time almost, world champion. Yeah. I think it was more yeah. than that. Yeah. Four, yeah. Yeah. Four high, yeah. yeah, four top class, yeah. I got a And he was in the era of some of the greatest. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Wayne mm-hmm. Rainey was just coming into yeah. his powers when Lawson right. was king. Um, right. And of course, talking of the king, uh, you've got Kenny Roberts himself. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, yeah. these were heady days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Stunning. Man, I wish, uh, I mean, I know that's why Motor, Motor America exists, is to, you know, bring back the glory of United States drivers. But man, we're riders, we're still still not there yet. Uh, yeah, know, why are we lagging today, gentlemen, in the bike? It used to be if you didn't come from America, you weren't going to win. Yeah. But now. It's a joke, in my opinion. I don't say that to be mean. No, no, no. I don't see any it's, Americans. It's the truth. To be, to be honest, you, you've hit it right on the head, and that's why Wayne Rainey started Moto America, because he felt the same way you do, uh, and, and, and Schwantz feels the same way. The bottom line is the, 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 the racing world is based around Spain, and that's a lot to do with, with uh, Dorna. And, yes. and so when we start sending the likes of Joe Roberts, who did go over there um, you know, at a young age, to Spain and start racing them, at 14, 13 years old, we may start to see American champions. But the longer they stay here, and that's the problem, they're too comfortable here. You yeah, know that true. from being racing yeah, yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everything here is too comfortable. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we are out of time. Price okay. Cobb, thank you so much for coming Always, on. Your gentlemen. insight's amazing. If you want to go uh, get your tires changed, go to austin.treadconnection.com. 
get some tires changed at your house while you're playing golf. PTA uh, meeting. Yeah, there's going to be some rain tonight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> while you're in the tornado shelter, he'll yeah. bring the yeah. tires. He'll bring the Clearly, he, he rides a multi-strata. He's, He's not, not doing anything, anything now. <laughs> Bryce, right, thanks a lot, buddy. We'll, we'll see you soon. Take care, Talk. bud. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. All right, well, don't forget, we have a whole – We got. we're going to be on the air next weekend, of course, and uh, the Mexican Grand Prix for Formula One. We'll do the pre- and post-show. Go to speedcitybroadcast.com, find out how to listen to that, and our full broadcast here in Austin that weekend. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. Happy trails. Way down here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.